Welcome back to Triple Alpha Sports Talk. I'm Josh. This is my friend Bryce and his uncle Roy Clapp. And this is our third episode, and we're going to dive right in to Thanksgiving slash Black Friday football, where we had the Packers go to Detroit early in the morning and win 29-22 in an upset. We had the Cowboys host the Commanders and convincingly 45-10 win. And the 49ers in Seattle convincingly 31-13 on to Black Friday for the football game. The Dolphins took care of the Jets 34-13. to And then we each choose one game a week that we want to talk about. And my game of the week is going to be the Bills at the Eagles. I think all eyes were on this game. Bryce, what are your takeaways here early? Um, I think that the biggest thing is that Eagles are winning. Like, they are a team that knows how to win. They're a winning, uh, how do you say it? Organization. Organization. They get in these tight situations, and they seem to be the teams that come out on top. I mean, that's why they're, what, 11-1 and now? Yep. Uh, I think they're still probably a clear winner to be um, a Super Bowl team this year. Um, mm-hmm. My biggest thing for the Bills is th- I think they're kind of out of contention for the playoffs at this point, and they're not having the season that they wanted to have. So in my opinion, they go into this offseason, and I think that they should get rid of Stefan Diggs. And in getting rid of him, they should try to trade up to get Marvison Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a great matchup with Josh Allen give him a receiver who's new, isn't going to have the same attitude Stefan Dix has, but still give you the same outcome. All right. Roy, how about you? What are your takeaways from this game? Well, I mean, the Eagles are. I mean, they're a team to beat. Obviously, I mean, they're just yeah. – they can run that ball, and they got playmakers on the outside, and they're never out of a game. I mean, they just <clears> – <throat> I don't, I don't, it just gets me. Jalen Hurts does not look that good most of the game, but then he'll just make a play. I mean, he's got players yeah, yes. to do it. So Eagles are just they just got they're surrounded with great good uh, a great offensive line, and then you can he gives them time just to throw it up there to whoever he needs to. The Bills, mm-hmm. I mean, they need a running back. I mean, they just cannot run the ball. I mean, Josh Allen runs the ball. That's where they Josh run the Allen ball. They run. Have no, I mean, that's it. I mean, they just don't have anything. No explosiveness out of the backfield. And then you got mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs. That's it. So um, yeah, I mean you. They're gonna have. They're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna make playoffs. Bills. I think they need to start talking about rebuilding. Um, their defense, which used to be the staple point of their team, is not there anymore. So, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, no. But the Eagles are. Eagles are the team to beat, and the, it, it just everybody in the AFC or NFC is chasing them. Yeah, yeah. My takeaways are the as Roy said a little bit. The defense. This defense is depleted with injuries, and to me, I just don't think they can keep up. I mean, they scored thirty-four points this week. In Philadelphia, I mean, that's a tough place to play and put up points, especially in rainy weather all game. Yeah. You're supposed to win if you put up 34 points. That defense is just depleted. I just don't think it's their year just due to the injuries on defense. I mean, their offense has been hit or miss, and I think they've lost games because of it. But I think their defense has just been riddled with injuries, and I just think it's a lost season kind of like the Bengals are. So I don't think they totally need to rebuild. I think they just need to retool a little bit get healthy, but re- I, think, I think this year might be a chalk for the I Bills. think one more thing about this game is that Jalen Hurts is leading in MVP votes, MVP votes right now, and I just don't think Jalen Hurts is an MVP this season. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, MVP is not a team uh, stat, like team win stat, but yet since the Eagles are doing so good, it's hyping up Jalen Hurts when I don't think he's playing as good as some of the other quarterbacks in the league. You have yeah. people like Dak who are playing – unbelievable football right now. I mean, Brock Purdy's playing really good and 
they're not even even close to Jalen Hurts right now on the yeah. odds of getting MVP. And I it just I don't like to see. Yeah, the MVP voting has really taken into a, account team performance the yes. last I mean, know, few years. It's always been that way. I mean, the, the top yeah. team is always going to have a, an MVP. And Jalen Hurts is making plays when it needs to be done. Um, yeah. yes. He's just – but he does have – I mean, like the, the last throw to get him in a touchdown with De, uh, Devion, or Devin Smith or whatever. Um, Devontae. I mean, he, that, yeah. Devontae Smith. Yeah, he. I mean, that was great. I mean, he just threw it up there. And he made a great play for it. And that's what Jay, he's just around with talent. Swift is a hell of a running back. And then you got AJ Brown, who's just a man. I mean, just yeah, a man amongst boys out there. So, I mean, he's got talents, but so is he the MVP? I don't think so, but you know, yeah, none of us have you know, votes. another takeaway I get from this Bills Eagles game is this Eagles offensive line is just on another planet right now. They're missing right tackle Lane Johnson doing an injury. You would have never noticed watching yep. this game. I mean, they don't give up sacks. They're maulers in the run game, and Jalen Hurts can get away from pressure when he needs to. So they have it yeah. all when it comes to this. And yeah, the I think, biggest thing about their line is their speed when they're pulling. They're able yeah. to get the second level and just flatten out linebackers and DBs and safeties. And then Swift has a one-on-one to beat for a big run. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. their offensive line is playing yeah. out of their minds. That's how you win football games. Win them in the trenches. So yep. All right, that'll move us on to. The Bears and the Vikings, Bryce's game of the week, Bears fan. Bryce, we'll let you lead it off. What did you get takeaway? Yeah, I think that um, Josh Dobbs kind of finally came back down to earth. Yep. He had like three interceptions and really didn't do a whole lot yeah. good, in my opinion, besides rushing the ball. Uh, scoring nine points is not what you would see out of what's probably going to be a playoff team coming out of the uh, NFC North. Um, I think that – they're pushing for the wild card, but this just shows that they might. I, yeah. They're just—they're not going to get it now. I think for the Bears, this showed that their defense is much better than what we were putting up at the beginning of the year with injured players on our roster. Adding Montez Sweat and giving some type of pass rush has forced the ball to come out of the hands of the quarterback quicker, and it, it's giving our good secondary chances to be good where they don't have to defend for five to six seconds they only have to defend three to four now and you see the last two games we're forcing turnovers because we have that pass rush out of Montez Sweat and this just shows that um, we're not a bad team like our record shows I wouldn't say we're a good team yet I think our biggest thing is that our offensive coordinator needs changed immediately because I don't think it's completely on Matt Eberflus I think running 20 screen plays in a game is unbelievable, especially whenever you run it back to back and at the end of the game, whenever you're going for game winning drives and then run it on a third and two again, and it gets blown up. I mean, that's just the worst play calling you've ever seen. I, it almost feels like they're playing a trick yeah. on us because nobody can be that stupid to call that many screens in a row yeah. and out routes and stuff like that. Let Justin Fields be a playmaker and throw it over in the middle. Like, He's there. He was the offensive player of the year at Ohio State. He has games where he has four touchdowns where he's pushing the ball up the middle. The game-winning drive, he had two passes up the middle to get him in field goal range to win the game. Let the guy be a playmaker and quit having him throw these five-yard out routes. At one point, he was averaging our pass completion distance was .3 yards. That's yeah. unbelievable. Like, let him play, man. Roy, how about you? What are your takeaways from this game? Well, I just think the Bears have just found their head coach for the next few years. So, 
Um, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, it was ugly. I mean, it's hard to watch a yeah. football game that, that was that bad. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, <clears throat> Justin Fields holds the ball too long. That, the reason they throw it short is because he holds the ball too long and he doesn't throw it with an instinct to throw it where he needs to be. And that's maybe because the offensive coordinator is not letting him do it. I don't know. It's yeah. just when you watch him throw and he goes back and drop back, I mean, there was one he had it rolled out. He could have thrown it to the guy. And he just ended up. He did have Darno Mooney open on that play. I know what player you're yeah. talking about. And then he overthrew Darno Mooney on that one. Yeah. That was wide open. I mean, that's just him. I don't know. I think he's frustrated because, I mean, he just, yeah. I mean, he's getting hit. I mean, he's getting hit a lot. And that's, as a quarterback, when you get hit that much, that it's just, it sucks. And that's why, yeah. you know, absolutely in, in his careers because they get tired. I mean, look at Andrew Luck. He just got hit over, over, and over a lot. Finally, he just had it. I mean, just his body took enough of it. So, I mean, Justin yep. Fields is on that path just like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Roy. I think that – I think the Bears – because, yeah, Bryce right. he's throwing it short. They're throwing so many screens. I don't know why their offense coordinator doesn't use his athleticism to roll him out of the pocket. And I am i don't mean design short throws like screens. I'm talking like five to ten yard, you know, out routes, drags yeah. across the field. But get him in motion to where he's not sitting in that pocket getting hit all day long. You can design the plays to get him out. And then he can either run it or something, but just to sit in the pocket all day long and throw screens and hand it off, it's just not his game. It's not they're not using him correctly, in my opinion. Well, I mean, they could they could throw hitches, quicker hitches or slants, you know, things that could get yeah. the ball out of his hand quicker. But it doesn't seem like that's what they're running. It seems like they're yeah. trying to they're, yeah. got, they're sending they're sending two people deep or they're sh- throwing short trying to get that. And I don't know. I mean, it's not. I mean, is other than Mooney and Moore. I mean. They don't have like a bunch of playmakers. I mean, yeah, Nick Johnson Cole the ball decent. Uh, Cole Komet's okay. I mean, he's not a playmaker though. Yeah, He'll make a good catch. But you're talking. I'm talking yeah. like fast guys that when you get it out there, you're gonna, they're going to make a play. I mean, that's what the Eagles yeah. have. Eagles have speed everywhere. Yeah, and that's what that's what the Brayers are missing. I mean, they're just not. You just don't have that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And for me, the Vikings. Yeah, Josh Jobs comes down to earth, throws four picks. I mean. You just can't turn the ball over four times and expect to win a football game. Yeah. But they're right there for it. But um, I, I think the Vikings are in the same situation. Maybe the Bills are. I think just an injury-riddled season. You know, you lose Jefferson for most of the year. You know, I think he's coming back next week. But still, at this point, you started off so bad, and then he goes down. And then Kirko Chains goes down. I mean, your season's over after that. You know that. So, I mean, Hobbs was going to make it. I mean, it was going to come back down. I mean, there's no yeah. way he could sustain what he was doing. I mean, te- I mean teams are going to figure out after they scouted him a little bit that what he was doing and not doing and yeah but jefferson will help next week i mean they've yeah. got some young talent on the outside addison then that can catch the ball mm-hmm. and make plays yep. so you never know they may make a run all right i think that's going to roll us into roy's game of the week where we had the saints go to the falcons and the falcons win 24 15 roy what are your takeaways hey uh falcons actually ran the ball i mean what do you think yeah. about that? They actually let Robinson and uh, Algier yeah. run the ball, and, they, and that when they ran the ball, they ran well, and that was and that's yeah. the difference. Um, Ritter still has, struggles throwing the ball deep. Um, mm-hmm. He's just not. He's I mean, young quarterback. He's just he's just not a uh, he's not polished yet. But he's still but he's got guys around him who can make plays, so he's got lucky. Um, my takeaway on the Saints. Is Derek Carr the most overrated quarterback in the history of NFL? See, I, mean, I agree. I have, my number one thing is Derek Carr sucks. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, he has had talent around. I mean, even in, in the Raiders, yeah. he had Cooper in him, and he's had. I mean, he's got Kamara. I mean, he's got uh, Chris Olave. Even though he got Olave, hurt, uh, yeah. 
Now he's got, I mean, he's got Michael guys Thomas. around him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that can make plays and you can't, you can only muster 15 points. And, yeah. and, and it's yeah. not like, it's not like he's a rookie. I mean, he's been in with the league almost 10 years probably now. And mm-hmm. it's just, uh, his, his, I hate to say he's like his brother. His brother wasn't any, any better when he was yeah. in Houston. So it's, I just think he's overrated and he's, they need, Saints are going to be looking for a new quarterback. Yes. Yeah. How about you, Bryce? What do you got from Yeah, team? I agreed. I think Derek Carr's, he's not a good quarterback at this point. I don't know why he's so hyped up. I mean, he's had talent with him everywhere he's went. He's had at least a top 10 wide receiver on his team, in my opinion, yeah. and never been good. I mean, it's just horrible. I thought with the Falcons, though, if they can get a good QB back there, they have one of the best offenses in the league because they have talent all over the place, especially with Bijan and how unbelievable he is at running the football. They're going to be good. Yeah, I thought the best thing about this game was the jerseys on both teams mm. were awesome, and yes. it was very appealing to watch with both those Falcons teams. throwbacks and Saints alternates. Yes, they yes. were good yeah. looking. The Saints ones. helmets might have the best you know, best helmets in the game, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I watched this game from start to end. A lot of fantasy players playing. Just getting Bijan Ramos in the football, man, it changes the game. I mean, he's electric. He has such good acceleration with the football and can make people miss like no other. I mean, he's so young. He's so fast. You gotta find more ways to get him the ball, even if it's not in just the run game. If you get him on some screens, some pass routes. I mean, first touchdown of his career, he was a wide receiver, so you don't have to put him lined up at running back every play. But yeah, um, Ritter turns the ball over a few times, just rookie or just young quarterback mistakes that you see. But on the Saints end, I agree. Derek Carr's struggling. They have no good deep passing game. Yeah, a lot of their routes are short slant routes or balls they get to the receivers quick. And they move the ball, but a lot of checks down to Camara. I mean, it's great for my fantasy team, but man, I mean, it's tough just, to watch. I mean, they're just used, they have those because you guys got guys with speed, and that's Camara and those guys, and they're trying to get yeah. it to them. But I mean, when you have no, knowing Carr cannot complete a long pass over 20 yeah. yards, I mean, they can you keep your def- linebacker short, you keep your safety short, you don't have to worry about the those guys in this. Yep. So Carr's just got to, I mean, he's just, yeah, I mean, he's just bad. All right. I think we're ready to roll in picks for next week. We are going to talk about one game next week a little bit more than we usually do, and that's going to be Thursday night football here. The Seahawks go to Dallas. I am actually going to be at the game. Leave tonight. I leave tomorrow to go to Dallas. Me and my friend are going, who's a Seahawks fan, so it's going to be nice to uh, have a little head to butt while we watch the game. Roy, give me your predictions and what you want to watch for in this game. Um. Cowboys will win. There's no nothing to really watch because it's not. I don't think Seattle's that deep, that good. Um, they'll probably make the playoffs just because there's the AFC's got some bad teams at the bottom. But um, yeah. Dallas is rolling, and so I think it's they're they're. Uh, I think it'll be in. It's in in you know at AT and T Stadium. So I think mm-hmm. Dallas will be all right. All right, Bryce. How about you? Yeah, to me, this is a, a kind of a proving game in my opinion for the Cowboys. Yeah. Because they haven't beat a team with a winning record yet this mm-hmm. year. And Dak is playing out of his mind right now. But yeah. he does have probably two games where he wasn't playing good. Yeah. So if we see Dak playing good, I think they'll roll the Seahawks. But like I say every week, the Seahawks are a team who can beat everybody because yeah. they play good football. So I'm going to take the Cowboys. But if Dak doesn't show up, the Seahawks will walk away with a win in Dallas, in my opinion. Yeah. 
you know, being a Cowboys fan, I know how these games go. I know, you know, they haven't beat a team with a winning record. It's not who's on their schedule. You can't help that. So I don't buy much into it, but it is true. You know, they've played two teams with a winning record and lost. Um, I think this game's going to be very close. Pete Carroll, Seahawks coming off two straight losses. And they are, like you said, in the bottom of the NFC playoff picture. He's not going to let them just roll over and die here. You know, they have too many good weapons on the outside and lock it. Metcalf and then Jackson Smith and Jigba first round pick. Um, I don't know if Kenneth Walker's playing, but they still have uh, Zach Charbonnet, rookie running back, who they like a lot. Took him in the second round. And if the Cowboys don't show up and play like Bryce said, they're going to lose. You know, I think Seattle's going to come out and play good defense. I think the Cowboys will start slow probably. But the Cowboys are firing on all cylinders right now on offense. And if you get the ball to CeeDee Lamb, I like our chances. So should be a fun game. So let's roll into the picks. I'm going to start. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. Cowboys. Yep. And then takes us to the noon slate. we got the Colts going to Tennessee. Roy? Man, I, I just don't – I'm going to go with the Colts. I don't think they're that good, but they just keep winning. Um, I don't know how, but Titans didn't look good last week. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Colts. Yeah. Um, for me, if you told me this at the beginning of the season, I would have taken Colts. But I think that um, with Will Levison and mm -hmm. how him and D Hopkins have been playing lately, I'm going to take Titans at home in this one. Okay. I am also going to go Titans. They got Derrick Henry two touchdowns last week. I think he might start a little roll right here. Next game, Falcons go to MetLife to face the Jets. Bryce, how about you? What are you taking? Falcons to the Jets. I'm going to take Falcons because I think Zach Wilson and whoever else is playing for the Jets QBs right now is the worst QB in football. So give me the Falcons. I am also going to take the Falcons, but I think this game is very close. I think the Jets' def run defense is going to make uh, Atlanta struggle a little bit, and I think Desmond Murray is going to make some mistakes. But I don't trust the Jets quarterback, so I am going to take the Falcons. I agree. I think of the Falcons. I don't think the Jets – I mean, their defense is get, it, decent, but I think they're wearing down, as you've seen it mm -hmm. throughout the last couple of weeks. And if Falcons just run the ball, they'll be fine. Yeah. So I'll take Falcons. Lions at Saints. I will be going with the Lions. I think they bounce back from their disappointing Thanksgiving game. Um, you know, I'm going to take the Saints in this one. I think the Lions are starting to fall apart. Even though they didn't lose two games in a row, they should have lost two games in a row to the yep. Bears. Uh, they're turning the ball over a lot right now. And I think that's – if they continue to do that, they're going to start losing a lot more games. Yep. And Saints are starting to look like they – they have spurts where they look like a really good team. I know I was just trashing Derek Carr a lot, but I'm going to take uh, the Saints in this one. All right. I am going to take the Lions. I think the Lions just came out Thursday flat. And did yep. not look good and never got it going offensively or defensively. And I think uh extra couple of days here to get ready for next Sunday, I think they'll be fine. I think the Lions will win. All right. Broncos go to Houston to face the Texans. Roy, what do you got here? Oh, the Broncos, Texans. Ah, oh, I don't know. I am gonna go Broncos. They just keep winning. I don't know how. I still think Russell yeah. <laughs> Wilson may be the second most overrated co uh, quarterback in the league, but uh, they win. So I'll, All right. take the, I'll take the Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to take the Texans on this one. The Broncos have won six games, and 
I have no idea how they've won six games. Yeah. It seems like they have the shittiest game played and somehow win the football game. I think the Texans are rolling, even though they're both six and five. I think Texans are a much better six and five team than yeah. the Broncos are. I am going to go with the Broncos, and I'm going to take the Broncos because the Texans just released their kicker, and I think they have a kicking problem, and I don't trust not having a kicker going into a game. Chargers go to New England. I'm going to take the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, I, I also have to take the Chargers. I think the Patriots are probably the second-worst team in football at the moment. Yeah. They just they have no offense at all, and I'm going to have to take the Chargers. Even though they've been losing a lot, Chargers are going to win. Yeah. Chargers, I don't think the Patriots uh, – maybe they're going for Caleb Williams. I mean, I don't know what they're yeah. – yeah. what the hell they're tra- – I mean, this may be Bill Check's last, last hurrah through here, so – yeah, um, yeah. Chargers, Patriots look awful. So you just yeah. lost to the Giants. So can yeah. I be able to probably gonna be you lose to the Chargers. Cardinals go to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. Roy, what do you got? I'm gonna go Steelers. They keep winning, so I'm gonna go Steelers. Yeah. Man, the Steelers are just like the Broncos. I mean, they just keep winning games. I don't think they should be winning. Yeah. So. The two and ten Cardinals. Give me the two and ten Cardinals of Kyler Murray being back. They're right. playing much better. Well, upset. I'm gonna go with the Steelers. It's in Pittsburgh. No way. Dolphins at Commanders. Bryce? To me, uh I say every week how much I like the Commanders and the some of the players on their team, but I think Dolphins will probably roll through this defense. Mm-hmm. I don't think they have a lot on their defense, even though because they just got rid of Sweat and uh Chase Young. Yep. They, yeah, Dolphins are going to roll through them. I agree. I am also going to roll with the Dolphins. I think the offense is just too much. I am going to take the Dolphins, and they're minus nine and a half this week. So, yes, (laughs) Dolphins. All right. All right, that's it for the noon slate. We'll roll into the 3 o'clock where the Panthers will face the Buccaneers in Tampa. Roy, what do you got here? Well, since the Panthers just fired their coach – I am going to go the Buccaneers. I, there's just not the Panthers. Just don't have it. I mean, they don't have. They're yeah. just too young with some in the key positions, and they're not. They're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also going to go Buccaneers. I mean, Panthers are the worst team in football. It's hard to bet on them to win anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also going to roll with the Bucks. Mike Evans is just having too good of a year. I think we got the game of the week here. Three twenty-five. We got the 49ers going to Philly to face the Eagles. Bryce, kick us off. What do you think? Game of the week. You know, we were talking about it earlier. Eagles know how to win, and mm-hmm. I think this might be a shootout because both teams are – they're probably the best two teams in football, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. I think that the Eagles are going to come out on top, though, because it's going to be a close game, and Eagles just know how to win like that. And with mm-hmm. a young Brock Purdy, I don't see it happening. All right. Roy, what do you got for this week? I actually am going to go with an upset. I think the 49ers have figured things out since their bye week, and they're kind of rolling, and they're kind of moving. They've realized that McCaffrey is the best freaking player in the whole freaking NFL, and they're yeah. making him the key point. So I'm going to say the San Francisco is minus three. I'm taking it. I am also going to roll with the Niners this week Ooh. to go into Philly. I think that that run game is too good, and I do think the Eagle or the 49ers have the defensive line to get to Jalen Hurts, and I think they're going to be able to get it done. That rolled, the last game of the 3 o'clock slate, the Browns go to SoFi to face the Rams. I'm going to roll the – ooh, actually, 
I'm going to take an upset. I'm going to take the Rams to win this game. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I hate this game, this matchup. I don't think the Browns are a 7-4 team right now, but the Rams also don't look good right now. I'm going to take the Browns. I am going to take the Browns. Uh, I agree. I don't think they're 7-4. and four. Um, That defense is 7-4. and four. That defense is yes. good. Yes. Um, Agreed. The Rams, they're just I – I, I think that defense is going to be too much for them, and I think mm-hmm. the Browns will win. All right, that takes us to Sunday Night Football where the Chiefs go to Lambeau to play the Packers, and I'm going to take the Chiefs. I don't think this is going to be too good of a game. Yeah, I know the Packers just upset the Lions, but I think the Chiefs' defense is just going to demolish Jordan Love this week, and uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to do Patrick Mahomes things. Oh, yeah. Chiefs all the way. I mean, it's not even going to be close. Yeah. Yeah. And then Monday Night Football, Bengals go to Jacksonville to face Jaguars. This is your second favorite team, Josh. I know. Jaguars are second favorite team probably in the NFL right now. I Without Joe Burrow, I don't think they stand a chance going to Jacksonville. Give me T-Law. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Josh. It's going to be hard without Joe Burrow to win a football game. Yeah. Uh, Give me Jacksonville. Jacksonville minus eight. That's what it's – I'll take it. All right. That's going to do it for our NFL picks this week. We're going to roll right on into college football, and we have new college football rankings after rivalry week. Yep. Oh, hell yeah. New, New top four, Georgia number one at 12 and 0. Michigan number two at 12 and 0. Washington jumps up to number three at 12 and 0, and Florida State at four, 12 and 0. Yep. All four 12 and 0 teams are in the top four, and the following four because we have decided that it's only between eight teams. Five is Oregon, six is Ohio State, seven is Texas, and eight is Alabama. Roy, I'm going to knock it off first with you. Takeaways from Michigan and Ohio State. What a game. What a game. That it was what it was. Um, I mean, it, I as much as I hate to say, Ohio State's actually a good team. I mean, they played hard. They did it well. Mm-hmm. I mean, McCord just didn't did not do what he needed to do to win. Um, their defense was good. I was surprised by how good their defense actually was. Um, yeah. And then they, and how their running game was a lot better than the past few years. But, you know, Michigan made a few more plays than they needed or did it win that game, yep. and it was unreal. I mean, it, start, it started a, a great day of college football. That game yeah. right there started, and it, yep. was a, it was just a wonderful day. Um, I mean, it's awesome when Michigan wins, especially against Ohio State. Um, that's the best part of the day. Uh, so anything that happened after that, I could care cared less, but the rest of the day was actually pretty good. All right. Yeah, I watched this game, and I agree. Ohio State played really good. Um, had a chance to win it there at the end and threw that interception. I think that this game showed that Michigan is legit. I think that they will probably make a run, but I still don't see them beating Georgia, in my opinion. I know Roy probably has a different opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, one question I wanted to ask Roy is you said the past two weeks, is that you see Alabama beating Georgia and being the other team to get in. Do you still think Alabama beats Georgia after that Auburn game? Well, did you see how bad Georgia played against Georgia Tech? I mean, that Georgia yeah. Tech had, had, yeah. had was in the game the entire time. Um, it, it was two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but then Georgia Tech scored late. It could, I mean, it, it's just some key plays there could have it. Um, do I still think it? Um, that I no, I don't now. After watching Alabama against yeah. Auburn, unless that was just a back, that's back to back weeks. Alabama's had some struggles uh, mm-hmm. with yeah. teams, especially 
bad teams. I mean, Auburn's a bad team. But yeah, you yeah, know, I can't, and, you can't say and, a whole lot, a whole lot about because the Iron Bowl there between Auburn and Alabama, it doesn't matter how good they are. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be close. It's, it's going to be close. Um, yes, but I just, uh, I just could. I don't know. Alabama doesn't. Their quarterback play has just absolutely been bad lately. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Alabama lost the game. And yeah, then one yeah. off of what fourth and thirty for, uh, yeah, to the I goal mean, line. Yeah, I mean Auburn. Auburn lost that game. How do you? Yes. Yeah. Three. Oh, didn't even rush three. No. Yeah. By the quarterback for three, and then you let the guy get behind on one on one. Yeah. I mean, you knock him out of bounds. Do whatever you got to do to keep him from catching that football. I mean, that was ridiculous. Yeah, my my number one takeaway from that Bama game was I didn't think Jalen Milrow played that bad, the Alabama quarterback. I actually didn't think he looked too bad. I think the offensive line's breaking down, and when Alabama struggles, it's because their offensive line is not holding up, and he runs every play. If he feels pressure, he's gone. Yeah, oh, and yeah. he's gonna run. You watch Alabama when they struggle; it's every play he drops back, he looks, he runs, and it's. I'm not saying it's his fault. I don't know. You can't see if anybody's open downfield, but that offensive line has to give him a little bit more time because. When he starts running, it's usually—I mean, he—he's a great runner, but usually the play is broken down and not going to be very well. And I—I I, I agree, Roy. I don't think Alabama can beat Georgia this week. I don't think that defense or that offense is going to be able to do anything yeah. against that defense. It's going to be him running for his life. Yeah. And that well, Georgia I mean, defense he, is legit. Yeah, the Georgia defense. And what what gets you about the Alabama? The old—I mean, Alabama used to throw either the deep ball to their fast receivers or a quick slant to their fast receivers. Yeah. And that—and that's—and that's how they score. Now they're just. I mean, they don't look like the old Alabama. They used to be able to run the ball. No. They're not running the ball well. Yeah. Their defense, which used to be the stable point. I mean, they used to their defensive line used to be amazing, and they yeah. don't look they don't look as good as they used to. I mean, uh, and I'm not. I mean, Saban still got recruiting great players. I just think yeah. he's had so much turnover in the coaching carousel mm-hmm. assistance, and I don't know if it's just he's getting some some people that are just not that good of a coach like he used to have. But I just yeah. been it's just, it's not the Alabama team that you've always seen. Um, Georgia is legit on defense now, but offensively yeah. they struggle. But that um, their quarterback Beck is not as not what it's no. been in the past, and their running game is no. not what they used to have. Uh, yeah, they are. I mean, Georgia Tech put did a good job um, of keeping in the game. So uh, this, I don't know. I I don't think it's just, it's just gonna be interesting because, like we said, the top eight teams. It just, I mean, there's there's this could be chaos this weekend. I mean, this weekend yeah, I have the chaos yeah, championship weekend, up. and we're going to bring up the predictions. Um, I want to get into before we talk about the games. I just want to talk about what you think is going to happen, what you think the final four will look like. To I'm, I'll go first. I'll rip. I Hold think on, Georgia. I'm going to say something real quick. Hold on. I'm going to say what surprised me about this new rankings is Ohio State at six. Because, I mean, yeah. that's what could be interesting. Is I mean, before we get into this, I mean, you put Texas. I really thought would be at six, and Alabama. I really thought I thought Ohio State would fall to eight. I really thought that they yeah. would put them behind Alabama, Texas, and stuff before this whole weekend. To so. to the committee, though, I, I mean, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I think most of the country right now would look at Georgia and Michigan as one A, one B, as the number one team or the number two oh, yeah. team. Yeah. I I think that's pretty clear at this point for after beating Ohio State. And if you look at Ohio State's record, they have one loss against Michigan. That's a good loss, you yeah. know. So I, I understand, you know, they. What, I think they were two, correct? And Michigan was three. Yes, they were two. Last week, Ohio yes. State was two. And Michigan was three. 
I mean, if that's your one loss, I mean, yeah, I can understand them only falling to six. I was shocked to see them that high as well, but I, I can understand it after I saw it. So, I mean, I understand that the purpose of it, they truly, I'd say the, the committee actually did it right. I mean, as much as I hate it, yeah. State, that put them, they, that did a good job. They did a good job of ranking these. Um, yeah. They didn't, I mean, Texas has one win against Alabama. That's what's always got yeah. me was I thought they'd always, eventually Alabama would just leapfrog Texas and they never have. So, yeah. Um, but go back. Let's get to the predictions. That's yeah. Right. So I, I want to get into the thing. I got a good one too. I th I think it's pretty clear, or I, I shouldn't say that pretty clear. I think Georgia is going to be at Alabama this weekend, and I think Georgia will lock the number one seed in the playoffs. I think Michigan will definitely take care of Iowa, and they will definitely be the number two seed. I think the winner of Washington and Oregon gets in. I think that's pretty clear, and I don't see Florida State losing to Louisville this week. And I think Louisville gets in, and I think that's it. I think it's Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, because I if Oregon wins, and then Oregon at four, or if Washington wins, I think it stays how it is now. Um, I think as I think Florida State's the domino. The committee does not want Florida State to lose because if Florida State loses, they're in trouble, and they have to put one of the one-loss teams in. And I'm going to let you guys go through your rankings, but I want to come back to mine and go over the Florida State situation. So, Bryce, what do you, what do you think? What are your four that you're looking at that you think is going to get in? I'm going to say the only two guaranteed ones are Georgia and Michigan. I think they're the only two teams that are I think will be in the playoffs. The others are a complete toss-up to me. I have a chaos scenario pulled up. Is if Florida State wins and goes 13-0 and and I know we didn't say it this week, but we've said all week that Alabama's might beat Georgia. Mm -hmm. And then that leaves Michigan and Florida State as the only two undefeated teams. Mm -hmm. And they're the only two locked in. And then we have Alabama, Oregon, Texas, Georgia, Washington, and Ohio State, all with one loss. So you're taking into account Oregon beats Washington in the Pac-12 championship? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, that's it makes a I good mean, point. in my opinion, that's what's wrong with college football, is how do you decide which one of those teams gets in? Yeah. It's a fair point. Well, this will be the last year they have to decide because it's 12 teams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Roy, Roy, what are your four or what do you, what do you see happening? I see Georgia beating Alabama right now. I mean, I, last week yeah. I would have said Alabama beating Georgia. I still think it's a close game. I think it's a toss up. Um, yeah. Um, I, I'll get a scenario. Right now, my prediction is Georgia beats Alabama, Michigan yeah. wins big against yep. Iowa. Maybe not big. Iowa's defense is pretty good. I, I think it might be closer than what I want, but I think Oregon beats Washington. I don't think Washington mm. Washington should have lost this last weekend. Washington, yeah. State. it just I mean it was that was another great game. Um, last second field goal. Washington State had a chance to win it before they got uh, Washington went down, and Washington mm -hmm. called fourth and one, called a reverse hand reverse for a fourth and one to get and got twenty yards off of it. I mean that's yeah. just Washington. So I think. And Oregon's playing really well. So I think Oregon's going to beat Washington, and they're going to be in. I yeah. don't think Florida State will win. Florida State looked absolutely terrible against Florida. Okay. Florida's a, and Florida's a terrible football team. Louisville did not look good last week or last two weeks, but I I think they, they already knew they were in the in, in the um, the conversation for uh, – the, they were already into the championship game. So I don't know yeah. if they really put uh, – they, they mentally were in it. I think they're going to they're gonna beat Florida State. And then okay. so that becomes that's where the chaos is going to come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I really agree. don't. 
I really don't think the committee will put two Big Ten teams in. I do not think that. Because I think Texas will win against Oklahoma State, and I think they'll put Texas in because they are the Big 12 mm. champions. So I think you're going to have yeah. Georgia, Mich- Michigan, Oregon, and Texas is how you're going to have it. Mm. That's who I Fascinating. Okay. I, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But if I do have another scenario I could see happen. Yeah. Okay, th- I want to go over this scenario because, to me, this is the most likely to happen if you're going to see chaos. I think Georgia – you know, Georgia could lose. It, it definitely could to Bama. But we're going to say Georgia wins their one. We're going to say Michigan wins their two. We're going to say Washington or Oregon wins. You know, they're going to have to win, and they're in. But I want to go over if Florida State loses because then you have Florida State, Texas – Alabama and Ohio State. And you kind of just alluded to it, Roy, that you might think um, Texas would get in. I do. I The committee is still about the money, which puts them between Ohio. So if that scenario, you put, because Oregon's out. Did Correct. You, or, you said, so, so it, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. Oregon, we'll, Washington's in, right? Yeah. So Florida State's out. So they're going to, it's going to just come down to who they, bigger brand. And Texas is technically the biggest brand money in college football. I and mean, they bring the most money of any college football team in the country. So mm-hmm. I truly think they would put Texas over Ohio State. Because I don't think mm. they want two Big Ten teams like they did last year. I don't think they wanted it last year. It happened. And I don't think they want it this year. So I think uh, I think Texas will be that fourth team if it comes to that scenario. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I Price. agree with that. I, you do? I don't agree with that. I do think that they would put in Ohio State because I think if – I think this is how the ranking would go in my opinion. Georgia at one, Michigan at two, and I think if Washington wins, then they stay three and they would put Ohio State at four. And I think they would do that because you wouldn't have Michigan and Ohio State play each other. You would have Georgia being the one playing four uh, seed Ohio State and I think Michigan would play Washington. And if Oregon won and they knocked Washington out, I think they would still put a one-loss Ohio State team in who lost to Michigan than a one-loss Washington who lost to Oregon because then or, uh, Oregon would or Florida State would go to three, and it's, this, it's matched up against Florida State, and you'd have Georgia against Ohio State. So I think the team that gets in is Ohio State, in my opinion. but. We shall see. I think the no, committee is going to value them losing only to Michigan in Michigan as well. I mean, I can see that. I just don't. I mean, I th- really. I mean, it's again, it's about money. So it's who they think would the better matchup be. So would would Texas yeah. versus Georgia be a better matchup, or Ohio State and Georgia, who they had last year, would that be a, a better matchup? It's about viewers. Yeah. Who's going to get the most viewers? True. Um, I mean, that's it. Um, now, the biggest thing will be what happens if Alabama beats Georgia? Yeah, what and do you do with Georgia? Yeah. Oregon beats Washington, and yeah. Florida State wins. So, yeah. And I don't think Michigan will lose on Saturday at all. No. I think it'll be closer than you think because Iowa's defense is that good. In that scenario, you have Iowa or Michigan at one, Florida State at two. Then you have a ton, a bunch of one losses. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, and then you get a scenario. Do you put, so Alabama beat Georgia. Do you keep Georgia in? Do you keep Alabama in both? But Texas beat Alabama at Alabama earlier in the year. So, yeah. 
Ohio State loses to the okay. number one team again. And it gets it gets crazy. I know. There we could go over scenarios all day. I'm just gonna go over one more because I thought of it while I was sitting here looking at it. I'm gonna give you a scenario, Bryce, and I want you to tell me your four that get in. Bama beach Georgia. Everyone else wins. So everyone you, else so wins. Everyone, you know, everyone Washington, Florida State, and Michigan all win. But Georgia loses to Bama. That's the only upset. Yeah. Is Alabama in? Yes. Is Georgia in? No. You have See, to pick one, really. That, I, There's no way you can put a 12-0 team not in. Alabama is in because they're the SEC champion. That's the only I agree. I think if Alabama that, wins. That would in. be their excuse right there. But I don't – I cannot fathom a way that Georgia does not find their way in. I mean, I understand. Think, I understand the it. The other three win. There, there's no. Yeah, I, just don't think I agree. I understand the scenario, and then I would agree. But just the thought is incredible. But we could sit here all day and go over these. Oh, yeah. But we're gonna oh, we're gonna move this. on. This is, why, this is why I love college football because shit like yeah. this happens. We're gonna roll it on into the major league baseball. We skipped last week, but we got some big signings this past two weeks and then we're going to start we're first we're going to start with some free agency predictions and get them over with and then we'll wrap up with the signings um we'll start with number one at Shohei Otani um I don't think he's going to sign until after the winter meetings probably I think Roy can agree with that one yeah um Roy I'm going to let you start what do you think Shohei Otani goes Dodgers I don't think it's ever way I think the I mean that short flight from you know, Japan over here will be I, the LA is just fine. I think that's the way he likes, and I think he's a Dodger. I don't think there's this whole thing of him traveling. I've read that he's traveling around, listening to people. That do, I don't, I don't believe it. he's he's a Dodger. Dodgers will give him whatever he wants, and I think he'll, I think he's a Dodger. Yeah, I also agree. Shohei is going to be a Dodger. I think the only other team he could go to is the Cubs, mm-hmm. but I just don't see him going there. I think the biggest thing driving him. To the Cubs, maybe, is that I think he's pretty good friends with Seiya Suzuki, um, mm-hmm. and that's really their only shot of getting him. Uh, I definitely see him as a Dodger this year. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think the Dodgers, I just think they've been planning so long for him. But, uh, yeah, I think I think he's a Dodger for sure. We're going to go to number two, Yamamoto from Japan. This one is creating a lot of buzz. He's posted. A lot of people think he's going to sign earlier than most big-name free agents. Um Bryce, I'll let you start off. Where do you think Yamamoto lands? I kind of think he follows Shohei wherever he goes. Um, mm. If they have the money to pay him, I think he wants to play with him. Okay. And I think them two together would be uh, unbelievable. So you, you got them both in Dodger Blue. I have them either both in Dodger Blue or Cub Blue. God help us if they both go to the same team. Yeah. Right or Roy, what do you think? Where do you think Yamamoto goes? Well, the Yankees are really pushing for him. Um, mm-hmm. I read today what that the, they didn't give anybody eighteen, number 18 because yep. they were hoping to get him. I still don't think the Yankees sign him. I yeah. think he ends up a Met. I really do. I think he ends yep. up at the cross the rivals. I think they're going to spend they're going to spend more money than what the Yankees are willing. Yeah, I I didn't actually think you were going to go to the Mets uh, there, Roy, but I also agree. My my vote is the Mets. I think the Yankees are going to get outbid. I think the Yankees, you know, they paid Rodon last off season. Um, I don't think. They're willing to spend in a in a bidding war per se. No. You know, I think they would spend big money, and if the Mets don't outbid them, I think it's a great fit, and I think he would go there. But I do think the Mets are going to outbid him just to get yeah. him. So I agree. I do have him going to the Mets as well. 
Another pitcher, a lot of pitchers here on top. Um, Blake Snell. Where do you think he's going to go? Blake Snell's been rumored a lot of places. I thought St. Louis was a good fit. I, I they, agree. And, I and also they, thought they St. signed. Louis. You know, they went another direction. We'll get to later. Um, there's been a few teams that I've thought Blake Snell is going to go to, but I think Blake Snell is a San Francisco Giant next year. They have a way with pitching. Even the pitchers that are older and not, you know, not performing, they go to San Francisco and they just have good career years. And I know he's coming off of Cy Young. He doesn't need to go there for a career year. Big ballpark. Uh, they missed Judge last year. They missed Correa last year on free agency. I think they spend big and get Snell. Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought he was going to go to the Cardinals, which I still think there might be a possibility he goes to the Cardinals with Sony Gray already being there. But it's really hard for me to see where he's going to go because there's so many landing spots yeah. I think that he could have. Um, but I think still Cardinals might be my number one. So. Okay. How about you, Roy? I would have said the Cardinals too, but uh, they they bought they got their two pitchers or three pitchers, whatever they got. Yeah. Three. Um, in the last, I think they're done. I think they've they figured out what they wanted. I actually think I hate to say it, I think he's going to be a Dodger. I think he I think the Dodgers want another pitcher. I don't. I uh, they need a need somebody who can, low ERA like he does. And I think yeah. he's going to be a Dodger. They got the money. They're going to spend it. So, All right. Uh, we're going to go into number four, Cody Bellinger, former Cub. I'm going to let Bryce go first on this one. Man, if if we don't get one of the other free agents, I would love to get Cody Bellinger back. He was probably my favorite player this year. He's just such a good energy player to watch. Like He's always got a smile, and he's just yeah. a lovable player. But if he's not there – He's going to go to the Yankees, in my opinion, if they're willing to pay for him. I think mm -hmm. that's a perfect spot for him to land, especially if he's wanting to chase a ring. The Yankees are ready to win now if they yeah. get Cody Bellinger, in my opinion. How about you, Roy? Where do you think Belly goes? I think the Yankees need him. Uh, but what I've read, that they, they, uh, they're split on if he's any good. Half of yeah. Brass likes him, half Brass doesn't. I actually think he's going to end up a giant. I think he's going to go back out west. Um, I yep. think the Giants are, like you guys said in the last one, I think they're willing to spend some money because I think they want to get somebody that's going to be good. And I think they're going to, they're going to try to make a splash a little bit with some with power to lefty. So that, I think they'll, they'll, he'll end up a giant. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Um, you know, the first podcast we had, I had him going to a dark horse in the Reds. And I really thought about where I think Cody Bellinger's going to go. And I do think he finds his way back to Chicago. I think he's a Cub next year. I think he's going to hit the market, and I don't know if he's going to get maybe the years that he's looking for. And, I mean, he did well in Chicago. I don't think he, you know, wants out. I mean, I'm, he would go if it the offer let him out. But um, I think he's finding his way back to Chicago on a nice, maybe shorter deal with a little bit more money. And I one thing that really led me to believe that is when they went out and got Craig Council as their manager and made him, like, the third highest-paid coach in all of sports. Yeah. I mean, Cubs are bucking over some big money for a coach. They're not going to be afraid to do it for someone that was probably their best player last and season. And turned so, around their culture for the year, honestly. So I am going back. And then last one, and this one, this one could be a little domino effect because no one's going to sign before this guy really in his position, is Josh Hader. He's closer for the Padres last year, traded for from the Brewers. Roy, where do you got Josh Hader going? I have him in the Phillies. Oh, I think he'll, I think he'll go I like there. That. I think the Phillies need, need some back end help, and I think he'll be a Philly. 
All right, Bryce? You know, I really had no idea where I thought Hader was going to go because he's such a phenomenal yeah. like back-end pitcher. And I, after Roy said that, that does sound like a good spot for him to land is the Phillies, a team yeah. that makes it deep in the playoffs every year and then needs yeah. that closing pitcher. Yeah. I don't want to pick the team that everybody has him going to, but it make, just makes too much sense. I see him getting going to the Rangers, World Series champs. They don't have a solidified closer. They're not afraid to spend money, and he isn't going to get a you know an eight ten year deal. He's going to get four or five, and they could probably you know pay him a little bit more for four or five. You know, the Rangers probably feel like they're in their window with Corey Seager and Adolis Garcia, and I don't think they're going to be afraid to spend on a good closer to lock it down. The Yankees need him, but they're not going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Roy, I don't have this on our, um, you know, things to talk about, but I'm going to ask you because I'm curious. You said you don't think the Yankees sign uh, Yamamoto, and I'm in agreement with you. Well, you know, we don't think they he will end up signing there. I just think they won't uh, bid it. They won't go too high for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and you're also you you're kind of split on if you think Bellinger will go there. I know you want him, but will he go there? No. Where do you think the Yankees pivot to? What do you think is their move? If you had to say right now, I think the Yankees might do this. What is it? The Yankees are going to. This is what they're going to do. What they've done the last what three or four years. They're going to keep. They're going to uh, try to trade for Juan Soto. They're going to tell everybody, "Hey, we're spending. We're doing. We're trading these players. Blah blah blah." And then they're not going to get him. And then they're going to say, "Oh, see, we tried." And then they're going to go out and sign. Uh, sign some players, you know, trade some pl- for players that are older, and or and replace some of these young guys. That's what they're gonna do. They're they're uh, they just they like to they like to bring a lot of noise to the news, but then they don't act- the execution's never there. That's what's been yeah. the last three or four years. That's Rice. What do you think? I know you're not a Yankee fan, but you're around Yankee fans. Me and Roy, as much as we are, if you had to say one thing, you think the Yankees will go out and do this offseason? What do you think they're gonna go do? Me knowing the Yankees, I don't think they're going to do anything. I, I think they either. might pick up some players that aren't big names like that, but mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to make a major move this year. I I feel like they do, are going to every year, and they never do, and I yeah. just see it happening again. You know, I, I am always a hater on the Yankees. I think they're a bunch of cowards in that organization. I can't stand Hal Steinbrenner. can't stand them. No. But – Everyone has been saying, and I'm talking about reporters, that Juan Soto will be traded. He will be traded. The Padres cannot keep him. And he only has one year left, and he's managed by Scott Boris as his agent. Scott Boris' clients usually always hit free agency. They don't usually sign extension because uh, they like to test their market and then rise, raise the price of the team that the player was on. And with him only having one year left, I do think the Yankees are going to make a trade for Juan Soto. And the reason I do think that, and I never usually think that they'll do the big move, is the last time the Yankees had a poor season when they had such high expectations was 08, and they went out and spent a lot of money on free agents. Now, I don't think the free agent class is, you know, other than Shohei, but I think they're pretty clearly not going to go after Shohei. Um, I think Juan Soto will be their big move because he's on a one-year deal. And I don't think you're going to have to give up the prospects that you had to, you know, two years ago from Washington, you know, th- like Volpe would have had to been in a deal. You know, I don't think you have to include Volpe on a one-year deal player on a team that the Padres cannot keep him. They know they have to trade him. Um, 
So my prediction is the Yankees are going to go get Juan Soto, and that's it. They're not going to get anybody else. But yeah, I, see, I, the, the, I, I do think they are going to make it. Cashman does not like to spin, or Cashman doesn't like to send prospects anywhere for some reason. Yeah, um, it's I it's I don't I think Hal Steinbrenner is not as smart as he thinks he is, mm-hmm. but I think Cashman thinks he's smarter than everybody in the in the major leagues. So he yeah. tries to prove that he's smarter than everybody by doing stupid deals, by small deals. You know, he can always hang his hat on, hey, we got this guy for a little bit nothing, and we he. Got and we got him. And he did well, but then you got all these guys like you know the last few years they've gotten you know Donaldson and all these guys who have been Aaron Hicks and all these guys who were shit when they were at the Yankees, but then when they went to somewhere else, it didn't do too bad. It, there, yeah. there's a philosophy right now in the Yankees organization that is just not good, and they've got to figure it yeah. out. They need they need to change from top to bottom. Um, I include the owner. Can't stand him. I do like yeah. Randy Levine. I think he does a good job, but other than that, I think the rest of them are shit. I agree with you, Roy, but I do think it it takes years like this year where you have high expectations to win a World Series and you really fall flat, like really fall flat on your face. And I I think there's going to be a big move. Now, will it be Juan Soto? I I can't guarantee that. I do think they do a big move because the fan base is, you know, they're about to riot. And I think everybody knows that. So they're going to do a big move in their eyes to try to not win over the fan base, but, you know, say, hey, listen, uh, last year was not our idea. And I think with Aaron Judge being locked in, he's got voice in that clubhouse now and in the ownership a little bit. And, you know, he's going to tell him, hey, oh. we're, I'm getting older. Garrett Cole's getting older. Just want to Cy Young. I won an MVP the year before. I just don't understand how you don't go get Juan Soto. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better fit. Um, you could sign to a long-term deal. You could DH him. Stanton's only got a few more years left if you – play out the whole contract. I don't think he makes it that far. Um, and he's so young. I just I just don't see how it's not a fit. I think that's all we got for yeah. MLB. Oh, we're going to go over some signings. That's right. Um, first signing we'll talk about close to heart. Sonny Gray, three years of the Cardinals. Roy, what are your takeaways from this deal, uh, this signing for the Cardinals? Uh, Sonny Gray probably would do well there. I mean, he small market. I can't say Cardinals are small market, but they are. I mean, they make yeah. a small market atmosphere. So he does well in those in those smaller. Uh, I mean, he did well for the Reds. He did well for the Twins. Um, did well for the A's. I mean, yeah. in big markets like the Yankees, he was shit. So um, yeah, I think he, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll do good. Um, it's a good. I think and, it's a good signing for the Cardinals. And what do you think? Uh, I said Sonny Gray. We might as well just do the other Cardinals as well. Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn as well in the Cardinals. Do you do you like the move for the Cardinals? You like the way that they went about it? <laughs> So I was talking to a couple Cardinal fans here uh, over Thanksgiving, and they hated that trade because I guess now they have three of the top five uh, uh, pitchers who gave the most hits this last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, so, yep. uh, um, they were pretty not to, very happy about that one. So, to be fair, Lance Lynn was on the White Sox at most of the Correct. year, right? Yes, and then yeah. played much better with the Dodgers. Correct, he I'm, did. So I don't think that one's as bad, but no. the other one, yeah, I can I can agree with. That. Yeah, uh, I didn't like the um, Kyle Gibson. Uh, trade Baltimore plays in that ginormous left field and okay. nothing getting out. Nothing gets out yeah. to left field. So yeah, he he had a lower ERA, but I don't I don't love the signing. But he wanted to be there. He's apparently from the zoo or Missouri. But yeah, I uh, I like the Lance Lynn deal. He's a strikeout pitcher, and the Cardinals don't have strikeout pitchers. 
they have a lot of you know soft contact guys. So I thought at least getting one guy who strikes people out was a good deal. And Sonny Gray, I actually thought it was a really good contract. I mean, you only had to sign him for three years, I mean, 25 a year. I mean, don't get me wrong, is Sonny Gray worth 25 a year for the next three? Maybe not, but I don't I don't think it hurts. You know, three years, who cares? Yeah, Bonnie, who cares? Yeah. Um, the other trade, which happened, you know, a week ago or so, Aaron Nola re-signs with the Phillies. I actually predicted Aaron Nola would go to the Yankees. Um, didn't work out that way. Took less money to stay with the Phillies, so he obviously did not want to leave. So yeah. I think it's a good signing. He's a good good ace, too, if you think Wheeler's their ace. But it's a good deal for both sides, I think. I agree. All right. Uh, I don't think we really have any other big names. I mean, baseball offseason doesn't get going really until uh, after the winter meetings. But Yeah, I think that moves us into Josh's advice, right? Yep, it's going to be my advice. And I already talked about it. My advice is the Yankees have to make a big move. Now, I'm not going to say... Not going to happen. It's not, not saying that it has to be Juan Soto, but they have to make a move. This fan base is upset. Judge isn't getting younger. Garrett Cole's not getting any younger. You have to capitalize on the next five seasons, I would say, to win a World Series, or you're going to hit the rebuild button, and you're going to be in trouble. Because if you've missed a window with Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole, who just won an MVP and a Cy Young in years back-to-back, it's poor management. Yeah. Yep. That's my advice. Uh, My Bryce facts for the week. Um, I don't know if you guys knew, King Griffey Jr. had a chocolate bar named after him. The funny thing about that is he was allergic to chocolate. I did know that. So he Mm. probably has never even tasted his own chocolate bar. That's Uh, true. The next thing I had was in England in 1457, golf was banned. Wow. I didn't even know golf was around in 1457. I'm sure it was, but I didn't know it was banned. Yeah. uh, And then the last one, which I think is the most crazy one I've had yet, is in 1943, during World War II, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles lost so many people to World War II military service that they had to combine their team for one season, and they made the name the Steagles for that one year. Wow. I had never heard of that. I feel like I have heard of that before, but I don't know if it was those two teams, so maybe I'm thinking of something else. It might have been something else, but I... The more you know. That is amazing. The that Steagles. is amazing. The Steagles. I want to get a Steagles jersey now. Oh, that man. sounds awesome. <laughs> well, the old man advice here. All right. I'm my old man advice is have a firm handshake. Yeah. Get that hand, squeeze it in there. Don't have this limp dick thing that you do guys like to do. Take it and Head shove fish. it in there and hard have a hard <laughs> handshake. All right. All right. I appreciate the old man advice. <laughs> Remember that, you two. Nothing limp. Make it hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. I think that's going to do it for our third episode of Triple Alpha Sports Talk. If you're listening on Apple Music or Spotify, thank you. Check out our YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe, and comment what you want us to talk about. We need yeah. some comments to, you know, we need something else to talk yeah. about. Other More than content our, for you guys. Yeah. Other than our normal script so give us something you guys yeah. want to talk about and we'll talk about it no, we'll uh, talk about anything. thank you and you got thank special you. guest next week right yes next week we're gonna have a special yeah. guest and we're gonna go over the cowboys and the seahawks game all right all right that's uh triple alpha signing off thank all you all right peace go blue <laughs>